0: welcome 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 happy monday happy monday i hope everybody has been having a great was well, coming back to work after the weekend and having a great time this is Lily. also she got faith everyone to call me as i always say i'm the founder of healing she got faith I am the host of this show, um, which is also called Healing You She Got Faith. So we are a show about healing. We are a show about addressing our grief, about self-care. And happy Monday. So this is our third week in this show. So we are coming close on the one month. I'm super excited about that. It is also the week of the holiday season. Which is what we will, which is what I would call the like entering the grieving season because it's essentially holiday season. And so this could actually be a very triggering time for most people, um, especially people who um, have lost somebody. If you are just getting out of a breakup, maybe you came out of a job, maybe you lost your house during COVID um it is just a very difficult time for people so this is episode three of the series everyone has a story and today's episode will be called grief talk so we're going to go through the different stages of grief we're also just going to kind of talk about what that may look like some of the things that you can do to get through this time that probably is very difficult for you um, but also to like what is grief? How do we handle that? And how does it tie into us having a story? So if you're new, with, if you're new here with us today, um, I am the author of Everyone Has a Story. The book was just released in October. And so my very first season is called Everyone Has a Story. And literally this book is a memoir about my life. But I literally just take you through different stories that allow me to find my purpose in life. It allowed me to look up and really embrace things for what they were and find and turn my pain into passion. So this first series is called Everyone Has a Story and that's what we are going with. That's what we're going through Um, because I, I want everybody to know that they have a story. I want everybody to truly know like your story brings something to this world. I firmly believe that like people bring a certain life to this earth. So. Um, we are going to start with one of our affirmations, um, which I usually pull a deck of cards. So today I have this deck of cards by one of my entrepreneur sis. She is the founder of CEO of my life. Follow her on Instagram. But I have her deck of cards that's called Abundant Life. And I absolutely love her cards. She actually has two card decks that I utilize a lot. And... This one is her Abundant Life, so just speak in abundance into everybody. I usually just pick a couple cards and reflect on them. So we are definitely going to pick some cards today. So the first card I picked says, the more money that I earn, the more people I can help. I usually like to pick two to three cards. The second card says, I am wealthy in all aspects of life, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. And I'm going to go ahead and pick the last card, which says, I peacefully release all limiting beliefs about money. Ooh, these are so good. I say that every time, but it just be feeling like these cards just resonate with me at the right time that I need them to. So I'll be excited about that. So let's start with the first card that says, the more money that I earn, the more people I can help. I firmly believe that. I am a community social worker by trade, so I'm all about helping people, pouring into people. I'm all about getting people the resources that they need. And, you know, I think money does make the go the world go around, but I don't think money is everything. Um, but unfortunately, like, we just live in a society where we need money. And I do hate that. I hate that for us as a society. I hate that for us as... Um, of people because I really do wish that it was more that we could um, I don't know be productive with so I definitely see that the more money I have the more people I can help and I'm gonna speak that to be true the second card is I am wealthy in all aspects of life spiritually mentally physically emotionally and financially I am at a place in my life where I am thinking of wealth as more than just monetary i'm thinking of wealth as more than just something uh outside of my bank account like you know it definitely is a spiritual thing a mental thing a physical emotionally as somebody who has struggled with grief as someone who has struggled with depression anxiety like being able to look at life as a in from a wealthy place and being able to look at things um from a place of you know i'm good if you heard my episode from last week and i discussed like i'm really trying to take the time to like just embrace the small things in life this goes right along with it like i want to enjoy what's happening right now i don't want to keep worrying about the next thing so most definitely um just i'm wealthy in multiple aspects than one The third card, I peacefully release all limits and beliefs about money. I think I spoke about this in the last episode too, where I have just always been bad with money and I am at a place where I'm really trying to learn my place with money. I'm trying to develop a healthier habit with money. I'm trying to do all these different things. And um, I think, you know, I do have to release some of the beliefs that I've put on myself and I have to release some of the things I've told myself because it's just not true it's not necessarily true it's not it's not everything that I was told to be so definitely being in a place where I can know that like I'm worthy to have money I'm worthy to be able to work on everything that I'm supposed to work on but also to have that relationship like money ain't everything you could do some stuff without money uh, like i said unfortunately we live in a society and if you've been alive the last couple years everything has went up so it is hard to sit here and be like okay well you know i don't have no money but i need to do this this and this and the price of everything has gone completely up so it definitely is hard i'm not saying that but i do think like just taking it step by step to truly investigate our relationship with money and what that might look like and things that we can do differently. I know like generational wealth has been a a huge topic in the last couple of years, especially with COVID hitting us. So I'm definitely here for all that talk, but I'm just going to be completely honest with you all. I'm at a place where I'm learning myself. I'm learning what does that look like? What does that mean? So if you're here today, you're thinking like, whew, that relationship with money. I just need more money. Like if you're one of those people that's just like, I just need $65,000 right now. I get it. I'm saying that too. Like I, Every day I'll be like, I just need $10,000. I need $100. I just need... But listen, I'm just embracing what I do have and I'm making it work. And so that might be what that looks like. And it might be uncomfortable, but nevertheless, we are still here. So those are my three cars. Again, it was from the deck Abundant Life by my entrepreneur sis. She is the founder and CEO of my life. Check her out on Instagram. I probably have One of every item that she has on her website. I absolutely love her. Very good, positive vibe. So definitely go check her out on Instagram. Now, so that was our little icebreaker. So we talked a little bit about money, which that's kind of a good thing to get our juices flowing, our blood boiling. You know, I don't know what about money just make our blood boil, but it does because today is going to be kind of a heavier talk. Um, I'm gonna try to make it as light as possible, but it's definitely going to be a heavier talk because we will be talking about grief. So it may be triggering. Um, it may kind of be just a little heavy. So if it is, do not feel bad. Walk away from the radio, pause, whatever you have to do. You know, find a trusted someone that you can kind of reflect with and talk with. And if it's heavy, then come back and listen later. Like, you could definitely do that. Um, shout out to Total Entertainment Radio for this opportunity. Being on this platform has been nothing less of a, than amazing because this is just a good community, a good place to be. Um, they really do a lot of stuff for the community, and so I'm gonna continue to say that every show because without them, this show would not be in existence, and I want y'all to hear that. Um, so shout out to Total Entertainment Radio, check them out, totalentradio.com. You know, show some love. Definitely tune into the other talk shows that are that are on this platform. You can go on our website, see the lineup. Um, they definitely play some good music. I definitely be jamming to them in my car. So uh, check them out, totalentradio.com and shout them out. Well, shout out to them for allowing me on this platform. So before we go ahead and get in to the topic, we'll go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we will be talking about grief. welcome back this is your host Lily, or she got faith founder of healing she got faith and today we are talking about grief because it is monday november 20 what's today 22nd so this is the week of thanksgiving this is what i would call we're entering the grieving season which is technically the holiday season and a lot of a lot of us struggle because we have dealt with grief. A lot of us struggle because we have lost something. A lot of us struggle just because the holidays may look different. Um, last week on I believe it was November 19th, I have to double-check that, but um last week was National Child Grief Awareness, in which we talked about um just like children grieving. And so if you Having been here, I focus more on adults who are grieving and I focus more on adults who just need to adjust their grief, learn about grief, um adults who are on their like self-love journey. I am focusing on those adults who have really n- went through something and then like went through some type of grief and they kind of went through their stages i mean let me just say this before i start this conversation the stages of grief are not linear so it's not going to be step one two three four five it is going to be a roller coaster of emotions and so with knowing that a lot of the times um we have well a lot of times we have to learn that i know that because i studied it i know that because um, my background in social work, but for the everyday person, they're not going to know that they're not going to understand that for the simple fact of um, it's not something you have to know. it's not something you have to study unless you have been through it. With that being said, that's why I'm here. I am your self-love advocate and I'm going to walk you through this and I'm going to be there with you every step of the way because that's my calling. So, um, so entering the healing, not the healing, entering the holiday seasons, it is very, very difficult. I know for my family and I, we really don't celebrate Thanksgiving. That's more so for cultural reasons, but it's also a lot because um, we don't have our parents and a lot of the, what we're used to as far as. Celebrating holidays, go. We just don't have it no more. So it's just, it it hurts too much to be able, I mean, to go through that. And it hurts too much to want to celebrate it. Um, we believe in family. We believe in, you know, being there for your family. But we also believe like we don't have to wait till the holidays to do that. But also, too, we've lost a lot. We've lost so much. So when it comes to these holidays, it's almost like we have to protect ourselves. So I'll give you an example. So, when my mother passed away in October of 2018, that New Year's, which was 2019, um, I decided to spend New Year's by myself, which was very unnormal because I come from a family where we usually are with each other whether we're celebrating the holidays or not. But I have been around so many people. I had been there for so many people. I I was tired. And so for New Year's that year, I stayed at home by myself. I slept. I watched, um, I think I was watching Rosewood with Morris Chestnut and the uh, Latina Lady. I think that's what that was called. And I was watching that. I watched all those seasons. I know that show never came back on. <laughs> but I watched all those seasons and I stayed up. And that's what I did to bring in my new year. I did not want to be bothered by anybody. And my family, I had a couple people that was like, you don't have to be by yourself. You shouldn't be by yourself. But the thing is, I did need to be by myself because I was always around people. And I think a lot of times with grieving, the people around us are more uncomfortable than we are. Like me, I'm okay with being by myself. Like I'm literally around people all day. Like I'm perfectly fine being by myself. So when it came to... That particular day, I just wanted to be by myself. I didn't want to be bothered. It wasn't that I didn't want to be around my family. And I I was sad because I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what is my family going to think about me? But I had to do it for me. I had to do it for me. Um, I was slightly depressed because I, I just, I miss mommy. I miss my mom. I wanted my mom. I wanted that. Like, where was she? She was no longer here. So, with that being said, I needed to embrace the time because I had been with so many people, and it wasn't it wasn't that I didn't want to be with my family. It was just that I needed a mental health break, and I chose to do that to bring in the new year. Because what that did for me was that set the tone for that year. I was able to focus. I was able to embrace me. I became your local self love advocate. Like I was able to do all of that, all because I decided on that day. That I was going to embrace who I was and I was going to embrace everything that I needed to. And I was going to be able to sit here and really figure out what is it that I was going to need. And that was the start of Lisa truly embracing her grieving process and truly embracing everything that she was doing. So, to. To piggyback off of that, and so really just like, okay, where are we going with all this? Sometimes in this holiday season, aka this grieving season, you have to decide what is it that you're actually looking for? How do you want to heal? What is it that you need? I think that's the hardest question. What is it that you need? Because I think a lot of times we just don't know what it is that we need. Is it rest? Is it money? Is it love? Is it your mom? What is it that you need? Have you not drank water in a couple of days because you're grieving? So your body really won't let you take anything in? I don't know, but I've been there. And if you listen to the other couple episodes where I talked about, like, all I could tell you that I needed was I needed air, shelter, sometimes food, but that just depended on my body at the time. And it's frustrating because. Um, the people around you want to help you and you want to help yourself most of the time but you can't because you don't really know what you need and so for me I had to unplug our bodies are like batteries Our, I, actually they are like batteries but I, I want to use a different picture our bodies are like the cell phones we use if you use them too much they start acting crazy they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing our bodies need a recharge and that's exactly what i gave myself was a recharge so you know maybe you're here today and maybe you are thinking like what is it that i need what is it that i'm looking for and honestly you probably need a recharge burnout is real burnout is real living with grief is not easy can i say that again Living with grief is not easy because grief is not anything that can actually be described. Every person in this world goes through a different grieving process. That is hard to explain. If you have never grieved before or if you have never grieved in the way somebody else has grieved, then you will not ever understand. Even if you and somebody else have gone through something that doesn't um that doesn't necessarily mean that you know what that person is going through because grief is not linear there's not a step one two three four there are stages but the stages look like roller coasters they don't look like a straight line a person can die And you could be fine. You could get through the funeral. And then three years later, you come across a smell. You absolutely lose it. You might have moved from one home to another home. And you're excited. And then one day you're sitting in your brand new house like, man, I really miss my apartment. Why do I miss this apartment when I have this brand new house? It's called grief. You miss what you used to have because you no longer have it. Make sense? I hope it does. We are going to take a break. When we come back, I'm definitely going to hit those stages. So um, grab some water. Go take a break. We will be back soon. Welcome back. This is your host, Lily, a.k.a. She Got Faith, founder of Healing, She Got Faith. Before we went to the break, we were discussing that grief is not easy to deal with. It's not easy to live with. It's not easy to do any of that. So let's go through the stages of a grief. So in the social work world, we do talk about um, the five stages of grief um which we often refer to i'll never say this person's name right but Kubler ross um and so the five stages are denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance and so with that um typically typically um when someone passes away people do go through this phase of like you know they're actually gone i'm gonna get a phone call from them like it it's the denial phase like okay i can't really believe that they're actually gone i'm gonna get love i'm gonna get a call later are you going to initial shock like what does this look like like your body might, sh- might shut down like when i realized my mother was not coming back um i passed out like my body went into shock. I was confused. Like it was a lot of things. So like in, in the denial phase, what you'll see is, um, you'll see some, some, you'll see some avoidance, confusion, shock, and fear, which, um, that can, you know, that can be very confusing in general, just to have that. Um, another stage that you will see is anger. So, um, some people might feel like a lot of anxiety because of their anger because you're just you have such a rage that that person, that place, that thing is no longer here. Um It goes back to that confusion. You just don't understand what it is, but you're angry. Like, why didn't they get to live? Like, I've met so many other people that have done this and done that. Like, why didn't they survive? Like, why then? If you're a believer in God, like you're like, God, how could you allow this? How would you allow this to happen? Like, I'm angry with you, God. That was something that I that I struggled with. I was pissed at God and I felt like I had a really strong relationship with God. And when my mother died, I was like, oh, no, this is not going to work for me. I was angry. I didn't want to hear nothing about God. I didn't want to hear nothing about praying. Like so many people has told me, like, "Oh, I see miracles all the time. Like, you just gotta pray." Like, literally, when they announced my mom being dead, the first thing I asked was, "Was my faith not strong enough? Was my faith not good enough for you?" Anger. It was anger that I had towards God because why? How could you let this happen to us? Why did my mother deserve that? Why did why does anybody deserve this? So you get into that stage of like you're just very frustrated, you're very angry, it doesn't make sense. Um, like why? Then we have a stage called bargaining. So you're constantly telling the story, you're constantly trying to reach out to others. You probably don't want to be alone in this stage. You are really struggling with the meaning of death you're really struggling with the meaning of this person being gone you're really struggling with your journey to grief um bargaining is like well what if i would have done this this could have happened um you know you're really trying to figure out what could have been done different the thing about bargaining is Things could have been done different, but they weren't. And that's the crazy thing about death. Like, when a person is gone, they're gone. They cannot come back physically, you know. They cannot come back to this world because they're gone. So, even if there was something that could have been done. I think about that with my mother all the time. Like, I think the first set of doctors that had her did a terrible job. What would have happened if I would have advocated for her to get to another hospital sooner? What would have happened? But the thing about it is, she died. She died October 4th of 2018. There is nothing that I could have done to save her, especially at this point because she's already gone. So replaying that story in my head, replaying the doctor that I spoke to, replaying the whole situation in my head, bargaining with myself, well, well if I wouldn't have done this or I wouldn't have done that. or And the thing about it is with death, like it happened. You can't take it back. The only thing you can do is try to understand it which you know to be honest sometimes we just don't have an understanding but also to like try to figure out like what this new normal is but also to like don't rush the process like you're hurt which is why you keep replaying it which is why you keep retelling your story which is why you keep reaching out to people you're lonely you know if you lost a spouse if you lost a child if you lost a parent if you lost a friend like it's a lot that goes into that because you were probably used to that person. Um, Let's talk about, as far as bargaining goes, like let's talk about grief in a different sense. Like maybe you're grieving a house because um, there was a fire or maybe you're grieving a job because there was a layoff. Like even like, let's use the house fire picture. If your house caught on fire and you're you know maybe you're at a hotel maybe you're in a shelter and you're thinking like well oh maybe if I did this or maybe if I did that you cannot do anything because the fire already happened the things are already gone but you're in that bargaining stage of I should have done this I should have done that realistically there's nothing else you could have done however that doesn't Take away the bargaining stage of your grief because again, it's something that you once had that is no longer there, and that is very hurtful, and it is very confusing going back to that denial because you've lost a lot of things. Probably you've probably lost some things that were near and dear to your heart that you cannot get back. So you're at that bargaining stage of, oh, I should have done this, or oh, I should have done that. But the bargaining stage is is actually a stage that I have experienced a little bit, but I haven't really, really, really experienced it. Um I've read about it and again, it's not lean like grief is not linear. So there may be some stages that you just don't ever read or you just don't ever come across, and that's okay too. So like for me, the bargaining stage, I never really entered that stage. Um, but the other stages we, you know, we're going to talk about that. So after bargaining, we have a stage called depression, which in depression, you could feel very overwhelmed, helpless, hostility, um, flight or fight type of feeling. So a lot of people get grief and depression mixed up. So a lot of times when you're grieving, you will have uh, like episodes of depression because that is A stage of grief and so you might feel overwhelmed you might wake up crying you might your body might go through some changes you might not feel like you're here um it'll go back to that anger so like if you look at the model it shows hostility which that will go to anger like you're very frustrated you can't control it so the thing with depression is we have trouble with 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 controlling our thoughts. We have trouble with understanding like what's actually going on and we don't want to eat. We don't want to sleep. We can't sit down. We got to be busy. We got to do this because we're covering up all these emotions because your body is literally like a balloon. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it pops. That's what our body is going through when we are in grief. That is what our body is working through when we are trying to figure out what the heck is actually going on. And it's a very, very hard place to be in. That's a very, very <sighs> questionable place. Like how? So a lot of people will have episodes of depression and really it's your body grieving. So um, typically that depression really shouldn't last longer, like as long as if you were, if you had like a diagnosis of depression. Um but like um, in the article, uh, the article I have, I have here, which I will actually drop in the show notes, um, it says most people associate depression immediately with grief as if it is a present moment. It represents the emptiness we feel when we are living in a reality and realize the person or situation is gone or over. What that might look like is you are probably withdrawing from life. So I actually got this from psychom.com. Um, I'll put it in the show notes so you can read the articles. Um, but you are things that once that you once enjoyed. you are more than likely stepping back from them. You are more than likely just too overwhelmed with how your life used to be. You are sitting here trying to really figure out what it is that this is, Um, you know some people it do experience like the suicidal ideation thoughts um you might think about like what's the point of me being here or you might think about uh and i've read in other books and articles that like some people will have those suicidal ideations about um well if that person is not here then i'm just gonna go be with them which you know with those we definitely need to monitor our friends and family who are going through that because we definitely do not want that's to happen. So if you are having those suicidal ideations, like definitely please contact someone. There's a suicide national hotline. I know um, some of the phone companies actually are creating a mental health number for, you know, the community to use, but definitely um, check on those people because a lot of times We do fall into a depression with grief because grief and depression kind of go hand in hand. Um, And we're dealing with the new normal. We're dealing with the fact that like we have lost something that was near and dear to our heart. So if you are feeling that way, please reach out to a trusted loved one. Please let somebody know. Please be open about it. Please um, don't take it into your own hands. Like we definitely still need you here. and We want you here. And it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to feel these emotions that you feel. It is definitely okay to have that moment of, I, I am not able to be human right now. It is okay. I'm not able to be an adult. I'm not able to be there for everybody else. I need my time. And so if you're at that place, like, and you're listening, like, please know that it is perfectly okay to be there. Just please get help. Please do not be on your own. And then the last stage we have is acceptance. Um, acceptance Acceptance is kind of, how do you say it? It's kind of the stage where you're like, they're really gone. Um, it's not to say that you'll start stop crying. It's not to say that you'll feel better. But it does come a place where you are like, I have to live this life without that person, place, or thing. I have to figure out something. And so a lot of people say they have to move on. I don't like the term moving on. I like to think of it as a new normal. So like what we normally had, which was that person, place, or thing, we no longer have. So we have to find this new normal, this new journey of what our life is about to take on. It is a new a new life essentially because you have to figure out this journey without that person place or thing um you're adjusting you are having good days you're having bad days you are um Figuring out what it is that you need to be healthy again, you are figuring out what it is that you're going through. It's still very hard, but you've come to terms this person, place, or thing is not coming back, even though that is a hard place to be. And again, it does not guarantee that you will be in a good space. You may or may not, but it does not guarantee that. But it's also a place where you're like, okay, it's not coming back. This is what I'm going to do from this point on. So, after the break, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some symptoms and then some things to handle our grief. Um, this was kind of heavy. So, please, y'all take a break and then we'll be back in a second. Welcome back. This is Lily. She got faith, founder of Healing She Got Faith. And this is the Healing She Got Faith radio talk show. So before you left, we before the breaks, I'm sorry, we were discussing um the stages of grief, which was kind of heavy. So we're gonna kind of go through some symptoms of grief and then just some things that we can do to kind of help our grief. Um, especially with the holiday season coming up and with the holiday season. Right around the corner was this week, so it's here. Um, just a lot of people tend to deal with things a certain kind of way, and just tend to have a harder time during this time. So, some of the symptoms that you will experience through grief is crying, headaches, um, sleep changes. You might question your purpose in life. You might be, you might see some changes in your relationship with god or your spiritual you might have some detachment you might find yourself isolating your uh, isolating from the world and um anxiety fatigue guilt frustration you might start different behaviors that you never had a lot of stress loss of appetite aches and pains your body will start talking to you so that's the mystical mystical That's mental, that's physical, that's emotional. Your body is going to be talking to you because you're going through changes. You're going through something that you probably never imagined that you would be going through. I know I sit here every day and I'm like, bro, I'm living my life without my mom. How? How am I living without her? And it sucks. It sucks. I'm having all these milestones and my parents are nowhere near to be fine found I don't know why I can't talk today um my parents are not here I had a friend that passed away when I was in college and I think about how I just turned 30 and he's supposed to be here like where are you at why are you not here and I say it like goofy but that's um and I want to say that too like I'm just a very goofy person and so and I've become very comfortable in my grief I become very comfortable in my journey I become very comfortable in what I'm dealing with so I say that because I have went through my stages and I have went through my grief process of you know this is what I'm doing this is how I am um not to say that you have to be that way and not to say that it would look like that for you Because it's probably not going to look like that. I am just in a very comfortable place with myself. But what I will tell you is with me, I gained so much weight. I am the biggest that I have ever been. And I blew up after my mom had passed away. I hit over 200 pounds and I have not been able to lose weight to get back down. I had never in my life been 200 pounds. But here I am, over 200 pounds, really trying to like work on that. I recently just joined a um, a weight loss program, Noom, and it focuses like on the psychology. I'll probably let y'all know how that's going for me, but I just had to try something different because personal trainers, dieting, none of that stuff was working. But I know it is a psychological blockage that I have within myself that will not allow me to lose weight. So I'm Go on a step further to look at the mental of why I can't do the physical. And so I say all that to say, um, grief changed my body. I was always tired. I was angry. I so I you I have a therapist. I got my therapist through betterhealth.com. So If y'all looking for a therapist, that is a great company. Um, It is online. So if you're looking for face-to-face, definitely check out my website, HealingSheGotFaith.org. I have a resource tab, and I do have a couple um, therapy resources on there. But uh, I use BetterHelp.com. It was affordable. I was able to find a really, really good therapist that I absolutely adore, Um, She has helped me a lot. She has challenged me. But when I met this particular therapist, I had taken a hiatus from therapy because I was in transition from New York to Missouri. But when I finally got to her, I signed up for BetterHelp. I found her. One of the questions was like, why do you want therapy? And we met for the first time and I was like, I need help. I'm angry. That's all I kept telling her. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm not happy with my life. Like I am stressed beyond all get out. I'm just, it's a lot going on. And so as we started working together, she started to tell me like, Lisa, I don't think you're angry. I don't think you know these other emotions that you have, which at first I was very angry, but as I was going through therapy, I started to feel these other emotions that I just was like, what the heck is this? Like what, And I felt some kind of way because I'm a social worker. I'm supposed to know this stuff, but grief doesn't allow you to think like that. Grief takes a lot of that away from you, and your body will start talking to you. I was worried about everything. I was worried about everything. I mean, I could not focus, and I was always I was already a worrisome person. So like, to be double worried, oh no, um, I have a lot of detachment issues that I'm trying to work through right now. Right now i'm at a place where i turn my pain into purpose so but there was like i was like what am i doing here like i'm not happy i don't know what i want to do i don't know what i want like what is it like why am i here i was always frustrated it was a lot yeah it was a lot it was a lot that i was going through and grief did that for me so the first thing i did was i definitely got into therapy and i and i had since my mom passed away i've had two therapists i had one in new york and then i have the one that, um, that I have now through Better help. And I love, 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 love my therapist there. Um, she's hard on me, but it's what I need. So, you know, when it comes to therapy, I, I look at therapy as dating. You might have to date around to see what you like, what you don't like, to find somebody that fits you. You definitely have to you know, figure that power therapy, you might, you might find your therapist on the first try. You might not, but you might have to go through a couple of therapists. And then also too, like you might have to um, figure out what your insurance has. So like if you have a job that provides benefits, they might have EAP, which is the employee assistant program where you can do a couple sessions for free. They have different therapists you can use. And then typically they have a, a sign sliding fee scale, sliding fee scale yeah um but you definitely just have to be open to it and you definitely have to know that it's probably not gonna work out right away but it might and I think that's the thing too go into it with an open mind it might work out it might not but go into it with an open mind take what resonates with you and then if it doesn't work it's you can find somebody else so we're dealing with grief, I know that when it came to like my doctor's appointments, I was very honest with my doctors like, listen, I'm grieving, and this is what's going on. Be honest if you have a good doctor, a good doctor will connect you to like a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist, someone who can give you medicine. I'm a person, I did not want medicines, um, that was because. Um, I, my body tends to act different when I take medicines. So for me, it was more of a medical issue versus like, well, I'm just against medicines. But the current therapist I talked to, because I did actually get on a anxiety pill and um I ended up taking myself off of it because I just didn't feel like it was doing anything. But my current therapist was telling me like, she was like, so I th- I don't think as medical professionals, they do a good job with explaining people what the medicine is supposed to do. So she gave me a different outlook on the medicine, which basically was like I didn't think the medicine was doing anything to me, but the medicine was actually keeping me in flow. So like I was a lot more happier. I wasn't as emotional. I was able to sleep more um my daily habits were starting to get better which i guess i was looking for like a happy pill like oh i'm gonna be happy all the time i'm not gonna think about it which that's not necessarily what that medicine was made for the medicine was to bring my anxiety down which the medicine did what it was supposed to do i did not think about that so i got a new therapist that explained it to me so medical professionals like we um definitely have to just do a better job at explaining it to people especially in communities that don't have a strong positive history with medical professionals i personally don't like when i when my mom first died i was at an OBGYN. and also too along with my mom dying i was also going through like a very very bad breakup And I was at the OBGYN getting my woman's annual and that OBGYN doctor dog walked me. I mean, told me I was lazy, told me that um, I was overweight and that I was just making excuses for myself. And then when I was like, yo, like my mom just died, like, chill out, like you dog walking me. He was like, well, at least, you know, she's in a better place. And I was just like, you don't know what I believe in, like, like. The best thing for you to do at that time was just to shut up and listen to me. Because I was also there because I wanted to get tested for cancer and I wanted to because both of my parents are pretty young. So I was really in there like trying to do better. And you dog walking me because you saying I'm fat. And I'm like, listen, the fat shaming has got to go in the medical field. Like I understand I could lose weight. But today's not the day to talk about that. You got to chill out. First of all, you the doctor. Like, I understand you the doctor, but you you got to chill because the way my grief is set up, if I slap you, you're going to be upset. So, and I say all that to say, like, you do have to be careful in your grief journey. Of where you're going, what you're doing, how is it affecting you? Because I was affected by that. That actually sent me in a downward spiral. that that doctor will never know that he did that to me. Instead of listening to what I was going through, because on top of not only grieving my mother's death, I was also grieving a breakup. And he just like, oh, well, there's other fish in the sea. Shut up. Shut up. Get a social worker in this office because you are trash, sir. You are absolutely trash. I did not need to hear that at that time. What I needed to hear was this is what we're going to do to get you back on track. That's it. That's all. He didn't do that, though. Instead, he sent me a downward spiral. I reported him. And um, I never went back to him. So, um, also with grief, um, they have bereavement groups, support groups, individual counseling, um, which you know you could find at some nonprofits. You can go to your local church. Typically, um, community organizations will have like grief and bereavement groups. Sometimes your jobs will have them. So those are just things you can always look into to be in a community. Um definitely the first step I would say is check with your Health professional or mental health provider, call your doctor right away. Um, If you are having thoughts of suicide, definitely call your doctor or call your local organization. Like I think here in Missouri, we have 211 that has all all of that. We also have an organization out here, um, BHR, that takes on the takes phone calls but also too there's a national suicide hotline so just definitely like don't detach yourself so much that you are isolating yourself definitely keep in mind that you know there are people here to help you so if you do feel like you're coming to that place where you're just very detached and isolated um let somebody know let somebody know grief is hard to deal with grief is very very hard to deal with and sometimes we just don't Like sometimes in that space, we just don't know what to do or who to ask for help from. So just take the time to like really and truly sit there and really figure out what it is. What is it that you need to do? What is it that you're looking for? Um, So that was kind of heavy. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will be wrapping up the show, doing a summary, but definitely take a break. That was definitely heavy. welcome back this is your host lily she got faith founder and host of hilly she got faith the organization and talk show so if you were listening we definitely had some pretty deep and heavy conversations so i hope if you are feeling some kind of way please reach out talk to somebody write it out things of that nature, because we definitely want you to be here. We want you to be knowledgeable, but we are mindful that some of these things that we discussed might be triggering. So if it is triggering for you, please, please, please reach out to somebody um, to get help. If you don't know who to reach out to go over to my website, healing, she got faith.org, go to the resource tab. I have a list of resources that are there for you to utilize. So please head over there um so we are wrapping up the show it today was heavy but today was good i am so glad that we are talking about this i want y'all to go into this holiday week with an open mind i want you to embrace whatever it is that you're embracing i want you to enjoy your family if that's what it is that you do if you're working please be safe please make sure you take um your mental health breaks. If you are shopping this week, do not be mean to people. It is a holiday season. Just because I don't have your flat screen TV or just because I don't bring out your food on time, that does not mean for you to be ignorant. That does not mean for you to be rude to people. They are still human. So please be mindful this week. This is a heavy season. On top of we're being in a heavy timeline from 2019 up until this current point, there has been a lot to, that has happened. We are still in a global pandemic. We are still in a national revolution. Like y'all have got to start treating people with love and kindness. And I, I, I hope you're hearing this, and I hope you hear that. Like, be kind to yourself. Show yourself some grace. But do not be mean to people. Going into this week with an open heart. It's Monday. We're here. Happy Monday. Um, But as we enter this week, maybe your job is going to let you out early this week. Maybe you don't have to work the full week. But definitely just be mindful of the environment that you're around. Definitely be careful. Do not be fighting over no CVs or anything that is replaceable. Our human lives are now replaceable. So definitely take care of yourself. Enjoy your family and enjoy your mental health breaks. This is the time that you really just need to woosah. So please do that. Um, I'm asking you, I'm begging you as your self-love advocate, please, please, please take care of yourself this week. Um, When we come back next week, we will be talking about addressing our grief. So today we kind of went through grief, what that looks like, um, you know, how will happen. But next week, we'll actually address it because as the holiday season goes on. Um, You'll just notice some things, especially if you're grieving. So we will discuss how that is and how that is part of your story. Um, You know, one thing I want you all to take away with from today is that your grief journey is your story. Your grief journey is something that adds. It adds a spice to your story. It is something that you will be able to teach the generation after you because of how you dealt with it. Grief is not a linear process. Grief does have stages, but it's not linear. And at the end of the day, it is your life and you have to know how to work it. So with that being said, I hope you all have a great week. I will catch you next week. I hope you all enjoy everything that... Is thrown at you this week. I hope it is positive. I'm sending you love, light. I'm praying for you. Um, I love you. If you don't believe me, I, I hope you do eventually. I love you. I'm here for you. And I will catch you next week. Please, please, please remember to love you the way you love the world. See you next Monday. Oh, and shout out to Total Entertainment Radio. And shout out to the Hidden Wealth Center for allowing me to be on both of their platforms, utilize their space. Um, shout them out. Make sure you check them out on their websites Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that. All right, y'all. Catch you next week.